Welcome to the Bible Feed Podcast, a place for conversations about the Bible and faith in the modern world, where ordinary people come together to help each other understand the Bible better. Let's get started. Part two of our discussion with Josh Dean about pride and the power of parables. So in part one, we saw that biblically, pride is presented as this deep-rooted thing in humanity that pushes back against God. Right from the beginning, it was seen in the choices and the motivation of Adam and Eve in the garden, and they're presented almost as archetypes of all human beings. So as the Bible story unfolds, we see even the good guys like Moses prone to pride. So now in part two, Josh is going to take us through a parable which illustrates the power of stories as a teaching method for this kind of thing, and in particular how it relates to this issue of pride. So here we go with part two of Pride and the Power of Parables. Right, we need to get into our parable and, Dude, yes. uh, and, and, and talk about how this, this parable helps us deal with this, this deep-rooted uh, feature of, uh, of human nature, if you like. So do you want to introduce uh, the parable that we're going to look at? Absolutely, yes, yeah. I, I suppose it's, it's worth thinking about. This is one of the reasons that um, we, uh, we see Jesus, I think, teaching in parables and other great teachers teaching in parables as well. They're very useful um, in dealing with something that we often struggle to deal with head on. Yeah. If someone screams at you to calm down, you're probably not going to calm down. If someone says, hey, you're being proud and arrogant right now, you're probably not going to be able to turn that dial down yeah. with ease. And so the parable um, is, I think, trying to aim at, at actually effectively dealing with that um, and the parable of the um, of the uh, well these three main characters in Luke chapter fifteen you would often have heard it referred to probably as the, the parable of the prodigal son or the, the parable okay. of the lost son or the lost yeah. sons um, and it's a, a, a fascinating and wonderful parable that's I think being um, uh, told in part to to challenge those who due to their pride um, are uh, seeing some people around them as um, not worthy or beyond forgiveness. And so um, the, the parable is told to, to challenge pride in people's perception about that fact and about other things um, yeah. as well. Okay, how, how do you want us to... Uh to work through this then. So I think so what we'll do Luke is... Luke 15, verse 11, isn't it? Yes, yes. Luke chapter 15, verse 11 through to the end, through to verse 32. I think what okay. we'll do is we'll focus on the three main characters um, in the sort of the three main acts um, of okay. the, uh, the the parable. First, you have the character of the younger son um, and his, his, his behaviour, what he goes and does. We secondly have the character of the father, um, who and we'll, we'll sort of look at his uh, his compassion and his reaction to his younger son, and then we have the character of the older brother and his reaction to the younger son and the father. Um, so let's take the uh, the younger son section first, um, and so we'll uh, begin reading at uh, verse eleven, and we'll read through um, basically until the uh, the father starts speaking to him um, in. Uh, so, so up to verse 20 then? So. Verse 20, yes. Yeah, okay. So I'll, I'll read that through. 
Okay. And then uh, talk to us about it. So, and, and he said, and Jesus said, uh, this is verse 11, there was a man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him into his field to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. Okay. okay. So, uh, uh, a, a couple of things of, uh, of context to help us understand what's happening here. If um, a uh, son says to his father, father, give me the share of property, give me my inheritance, give me what is coming um, to me. Um, uh, today, it probably is, is still quite strange, but certainly um, uh, property and inheritance is only dealt out at, at the death or right before the death of uh, the, the father yeah. in, a, um, uh, in a community, in a culture, in a context uh, that Jesus is speaking in here in, in Luke chapter 15. So um, demanding the, um, the inheritance here and now at um, the, uh, the on the son's time scale is uh, is, is sort of tantamount to sort of wishing death um, early upon your father that the the um, the, the the money or, or the the goods the possessions the land whatever it is is going to be handed over, and we see here um, the son deciding that he wants things uh, on his own time frame. He wants the inheritance now, uh, and then what he he gathers all of these things, and, and no doubt if they were. Um, uh, flocks or lands or whatever they've been converted to cash so they're portable so he's changing the uh, um the the family uh, uh, uh wealth and holdings um to uh, to something that pleases him better and then he leaves in order to go and um uh, uh, uh enjoy his time um elsewhere um he, he he squanders his property in in reckless living at the end of verse 13 so he's decided how he's going to use um the the good things that his father has given him um just uh, one small point but the reason we call um, this the the the, um, uh, the parable of the prodigal son is because prodigal refers to the amount that the greatness with which uh, uh, of the uh, of the of the sort of the loss of the waste of uh, all this money prodigal or prodigious means a great amount um, uh, rather than uh, someone who sort of goes away and comes back again. Yeah. yes which yeah. is uh, uh, often how you hear it referred to uh, these days so the the son is uh, acting pridefully in that he says oh well i know better than my father i want um the the money that's coming to me uh, now i don't want my father to have it um I also don't want it to be um, flocks or calves or whatever it might be. I, I want it in uh, in cold hard cash so that I can take it away and uh, and use it how I see fit. Um, and then um, we see um, this this uh, this uh, imbalance um, sort of brought home incredibly uh, challengingly to him. That the famine arises, these greater forces forces that he is unable to um, uh, to deal with comes along, and he is in need. Um, and so it goes from high to low um, there in uh, in verse fourteen. He hires himself out um, so that he has to, to to work. No longer is he able to to party and enjoy himself with his father's riches. And um, he uh, then we see in verse seventeen this uh, this sort of realization of the um, the error of his ways, the the prideful thinking that he has. Um, uh, uh, he's done that has taken him to here uh, to, the, to the place in which he finds himself and verse 17 he comes to himself when he came to 
himself this this realization that um there this imbalance um in his uh, his thinking um and in, in the goodness of his father changes his direction and so he about faces and we sort of see this sort of rehearsing in the mirror the the, the words that he's going to say to his father at his return he's going to humble himself he's not even going to try and come back as a son he says well I'm, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son i'll just be a hired servant i'll work in the house and i'll get room and board and that'll be fine for me because i'm in such a, a dire straits and a, and a terrible position that i am in yeah. here um uh, out of uh, out of the country and so he rises and he tries to return to his father and, and as as a hearer of this story um okay originally a jewish audience so mm -hmm. you know being forced to feed pigs is like the ultimate lowest place that that, that you could fall um absolutely but but, but as, as a hero you're kind of with this son and you 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 can see him acting foolishly and you kind of know that you're watching a car crash about to happen absolutely and, and you're sort of saying no don't don't do it <laughs> don't, don't do it it's not going to end well um and, and yet he does it it's uh it's a it's a sort of a descent uh through through loss and mm. he, he he's he's losing his family because he's leaving it behind um he's he's losing his home uh, uh yeah. because he's leaving that behind um he's losing all the money um he's losing uh, any sort of um uh, state or or sort of um uh, religious purity in any yeah. sort of sense because he's he's feeding these pigs even his friends um seem to desert him um there's uh, there's no one who's uh, who's going to look after him um, and no one gives him anything in the uh, at the end of yeah. verse 16 there. Yeah. so it's this incredible loss um despite uh, we initially met him trying to accumulate all this wealth and yeah. take all the things that he wanted um for yeah. for himself so, so, so another example of pride comes before the fall exactly and, uh, and even if you know without saying it directly it's driving home the point that that sort of attitude behavior often doesn't end well exactly and we're supposed to i think in the um in the uh, uh within the bounds of the parable be be sort of looking quite negatively towards this mm. younger son he's made an absolute mess um his father has been um, perhaps a bit reckless or perhaps overkind in actually you know giving the um the inheritance uh, uh, early and certainly when we see the um the, uh, the the kind of things that the younger son does with it um it seems like a a, a, a terrible decision yeah. um and uh, and so a um the the first sort of hurt is compounded and made much worse by the incredible loss the prodigious loss of all this yeah. uh, uh, of all these assets so he's had his change of heart are we ready to move into what, what comes next let's look at the second section yes let's think about the father okay so that's from verse uh, 21 mm -hmm. um and through to the verse 24 i think so here we go, verse 21. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to celebrate. Okay, so we see the son sort of begin his um, rehearsed speech that we sort of uh, heard him uh, whilst he was still in this far country um, preparing. But before he can even complete the um, uh, the speech and sort of offer himself as a uh, a hired servant, the the father seems to interrupt him, um, and instead of um, perhaps what the uh, listeners might have expected, you know, sort of turning the son around and, and booting him out as uh, as this as this wastrel or 
or um, or condemning him as, well, you're no son of mine or something along those lines. Instead, the father acts incredibly mercifully and generously and compassionately. No expense is spared. The best robe is brought out. The servants of the house go and and, and put it on him and put a ring on his hand. All, all these other things that uh, are in the father's possession are offered to this son who has returned. Uh, the fatted calf is taken and a huge party is 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 put on. Mm. I had a, a bit of a look at um, uh, at, at to try and see how many people you would be expected in these days to, to feed with a fatted calf. And I've got sort of a variety of numbers, but some of the more conservative mm-hmm. ones are around the sort of 60, 70 people. Mark. So it's a big, big party. Other people are being invited. Yeah. Um, and uh, because this, this son who has lost all this money, who has, you know, brought, you know, shame and you know uh, uh, certainly some gossip or something like that on the father's household because he's got off and he's wasted all the money and he was feeding pigs and now he's come back and wants to be brought back but instead the father um does not uh, stand on his pride and mm. keep um this uh, this son um at a distance or perhaps maybe let him in uh, if he behaves himself as a hired servant instead yeah. no he is fully restored back to um uh, back to his his position as part of the family and welcomed with um uh, with with joy joyful tears and a hug and open yeah. arms but the, the son, the son has learned a lot. You feel? I, I, I think so. Yes, and I, I think also yes. The, the reaction of his of his father, especially when his um, initial sort of aim, his best case scenario was, well, I'll just be hired as hmm. a servant so that I can at least work on the land and not have to be um, in the uh, in the terrible, even worse situation that I was in um, before. It's a step up, but it's certainly nowhere near where yeah. he uh, where he was before. Yeah. So it's so he's gone from I know better than my father uh, to uh, you know I'm, I'm i now know my place uh, and my um, my position if you like. yes um, but the, but the father doesn't treat him like that it, it's you know he's, he's openly compassionate exactly yeah so i think we're um we're, we're supposed to see the uh, the reaction of the father as as somewhat surprising as somewhat yeah. interesting and intriguing this father who's so willing to it would appear to, to allow um this great loss to uh, mm. uh to, to happen in the first place by giving his um his the, this younger son of his all uh, all his inheritance far too early the loss is, is is incredibly great and yet the reaction at his return is this incredible positive incredible compassionate and generous one um so i think we're, we're supposed to sort of see that and, and 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 let that sort of um yeah uh, uh yes marinate in our minds as, yeah. we, as we continue through the and, and, and again as a hero you put yourself into the shoes of the father right think, yes. oh okay how, how would i react in this and as you say it's it's surprising because you know many would say well you know you're no son of mine it's the praise you use exactly the natural yes. reaction the younger son had had his chance um, and yeah. the father had uh, had given him uh, plenty of rope if you like yeah. and uh, and 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 such a great loss yeah. is um is has become of it um that yes the, the, the father would well have perhaps been within his rights as a still living and still in control father, um, a, a yeah. man of his household and his estate, to, um, to, to yeah, rebuff yeah. The, uh, the return yeah. of his son. So you might think that's where it finishes. Exactly. Um, with, the, with the party. You could put a full stop to at the come. end there and say, OK, we've, we've, uh, we've, we've learned a lesson. Yeah. But there is this third act, this, this incredibly interesting third act with the older brother that we'll, uh, we'll read now. Okay, so this is from verse 25. Now, his older son was in the field, 
And as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing, he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him. But he answered his father, look, these many years I have served you and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when the son of yours came, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, son, you are always with me and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad for this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. Now you have a um, uh, a professional here speaking to you. I am a older brother of a younger brother. And uh, for those of you out there who are in a similar position to me, you will of course recognize yourself uh, and your sibling perhaps in the attitude here of the older brother. This unwillingness to allow um, the, 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 the joy of the parent to be expended over uh, this brother who you think you know so well um, uh, is, uh, is, is so telling and is so, uh, so challenging to me when I, when I read this again and again and again because it hits home uh, so powerfully. The older brother sees and hears at a distance. He uh, um, uh, is, is coming towards the house and refuses even to enter. People have to come out to him. Um, and he wants to do things on on his terms. Um, he also hints at the fact that he also wanted to to sort of take some of his inheritance, this this goat, and so that he can go away and celebrate with his friends. Both sons want to leave um, with uh, something that uh, the father owns, their inheritance, or at least uh, something valuable that the father could give them, and go away and celebrate on their own uh, and and do things un- outside of the um, the house of the father. So there's an interesting parallel there that they're actually quite similar in some ways. Um, but the father also has to come outside the house in order to try and coax him in where he you just imagine him sort of standing there angry arms crossed um you know um adversarily um uh, outraged at this sort of injustice um of uh, of this younger son who has done all these terrible things um and uh, and he doesn't want any part of this celebration which he sees as wrong he refers to him in verse 30 but when this son of yours came so he's sort of distancing himself from his own brother here um and uh, uh, where, and so the father, in his words, has to sort of try and correct that verse 32 um, for this. Your brother um, was dead. He's sort of trying to realign and bring them together again here. But here we see a wonderful, uh, wonderfully powerful, although wonderfully challenging picture for those older brothers of younger brothers out there uh, amongst us of dealing with um, of something that is um, that is, is, is peaking and attacking and, and poking at the pride of this older brother who refuses yeah. to participate um, and, and wants to do things in some mm. sense still on his own terms and uh, and also looks at his own achievements and tries to sort of say well look at all the things that I have done this is what he says in verse 29 look these many years I have served you I never disobeyed your command yet you never did this you never did that look I've got a, a you know a spotless um, record here look at all my achievements uh, sort of runs through his little CV of, uh, of the things that he has done that he thinks sort of uh, you know has accrued him all these positive points that he wants he has never you know, had the audacity to cash in, unlike this uh, this other son of uh, of yours, um, and so there is this this disparity. And again, we see the father doesn't react. 
uh, in a similarly proud way, in a similarly um, uh, uh, angry or um, uh, refusing or combative way. Instead, he is going out to try and uh, uh, restore unity, to bring the older brother into the celebration. He's trying to to um, align the two brothers back um, together so that they can all enjoy, in this instance, the fatted calf, the, the benefits yeah. of being in the house with the father when initially both of them seem to want to leave the house and go off and do their separate things, thinking that they know best um, rather than deferring to the uh, the father within the uh, the story. Okay, so so there's yeah there's a lot going on here isn't there that there uh, is. that uh, to absorb and uh, so we've got two sons and i think you know perhaps we're intended to contrast those you know there's there's one who acts clearly pridefully and you're kind of no don't do that and it's mm-hmm. a car crash but he turns it round because he he humbles himself he realizes what he's really done and what he really is and comes back to the to the father mm-hmm. uh, with that frame of mind and then we've got the older son who, actually, we don't. We're not told what he did. We're not, and how whether he did go in. Um, so, but there's a, there's another son there who perhaps hasn't had the same transformation of self awareness uh, as the younger son. Exactly. I think we are we we are to put ourselves in the in the shoes of each of these characters as yeah. we sort of work through these three acts. We can all think about you know times when we thought we knew best and we made a real hash of things and we had to sort of go back cap in hand in, yeah. in some sort of scenario. That's the youngest son. We we thought about times where we were called perhaps to forgive someone who had wronged us or done something um, negative to us and did we act like the father? Were we compassionate? Yeah. Were we forgiving? Um, and there's certainly times perhaps when uh, we uh, are like the older son when we see um, someone who we would say uh, has has made a, a bunch of terrible decisions, caused a whole load of harm and loss, and yeah, uh, this other group are too easily accepting of them and their return and their restoral yeah. to good yeah. graces. And as you say, yes, we have this sort of exquisite cliffhanger at the end of the parable. We don't know what the older brother yeah. is going to do. Is he going to join in and go and which, celebrate? Which I guess sort outside? of leaves, leaves the listeners in putting themselves in the shoes of these characters going yes. away okay what what, exactly. what am i going to do yes what do you think is going to happen yeah. what do i think is going to happen that i yeah. think is part of what's going on yeah. here in the in the teaching you are you're invited then to think well what is mm. the response in the story going to be but ultimately what is my response going yeah. to be am i going to be affected by this when that, i find myself in this sort of situation father figure in both cases the, the father goes out to the you know when he saw the younger son a long way off he went out yeah. and, and had compassion and so on and he also went out of the, the house to the older son so exactly. he's, he's reaching out this father figure that you know we can see in the parable as as God acting through Jesus mm-hmm. um, is reaching out but there are two different two different reactions um, yeah. and, and it, it leaves yeah okay well that's 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 great that's really helpful to uh, to think about that 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 parable and uh, and that reaching out to to, I guess human beings that are naturally prideful want to replace God um, as that sort of fundamental issue that caused the breakdown in the relationship between God and, and, and human beings. Um, that, that this is a story. These are not real characters. So let, let's just finish by um, just a couple of examples of, of real people showing this kind of effect on them sure. and, and their their attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one that I, I think is uh, is great. We don't have to turn uh, too far away from it. It's still in the uh, in the Gospel of Luke, and it's Gospel of Luke chapter seven. We see someone here who um, recognizes um, the uh, the wonderful forgiveness that Jesus offers, and their sort of um, reaction and place within it. And we also have uh, some people um, uh, here who are a bit like the uh, the older brother. Um, 
uh, in uh, from the, mm. uh, the parable we just looked at. Um, so there is some, I think, a bit of parity here between the, the types of characters that we have. But it's the it's the woman um, who is um, who's going to wash uh, Jesus' feet. I'm sort of looking at uh, yeah. Luke chapter seven and verse thirty six to the end is the uh, is the description of this interaction here, and we see here this um, uh, 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 someone who. Um, is acting uh, without any pride, with with great humility and um, and respect, um, and and then we also have in the um, uh, in the person of uh, Simon, uh, who owns the house in which this is all yeah. happening, um, acting much more like uh, the the older brother initially reacts, much more sort of uh, uh, prideful or uh, uh, aloof, and perhaps um, yeah, uh, who, is, who is this woman? She's a sinner. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Whereas so, I'm not. It's, it's, precisely. It's, yeah. We have that sort of um, uh, imbalance um, being drawn by Simon, and uh, Jesus is going to is going to correct that also in this section here. Okay, so there's there's one example to um, you know, and maybe it's worth um, if you want to take away and, and, and read that passage. It's from verse thirty six of Luke seven uh, to the end. It's a, yeah. useful. So what, uh, washing of feet mm-hmm. uh, kind of reminds me of Jesus okay. um, washing yeah. washing his disciples' feet. Absolutely. Well, I think that's in, in John 13, isn't it? John 13. And again, there we see um, that uh, uh, Jesus is, is going to do something that is challenging the the. the Perhaps the, um, uh, the preconceptions or the, the notions yeah. of the of the teacher sort of student relationship in uh, when he goes and he washes the the feet of um, of his of disciple of his disciples of his of his followers. This is John chapter thirteen. Um, I read a very short section just that uh, yeah. uh, so you know what's going on at the end of verse chapter two. It says, "And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured." water into a basin and began to wash the disciples feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him and then as he is is going around and doing this thing which was incredibly unusual for a Mm. teacher to do to his disciples it was absolutely be the the other way around um uh, is is what you would uh, normally Mm. expect and that is what um simon peter says um to him in verse six is sort of incredulous uh simon peter who said to him lord are you going to wash my feet the 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 idea being that simon would be very readily willing perhaps to 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 wash jesus feet but this is a this is a um an inversion of the the way things should be done and um uh, don't you um, uh, and because of this, uh, of this inversion is, is playing, I think, on this mm. idea of authority and power and uh, taking pride and how that yeah. all sort of um, uh, plays into that. Jesus is demonstrating here a very different kind of leadership. He is um, wielding the, 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 the power that he has, the authority that he has, and is using it in this uh, in this in this challenging and incredibly interesting and thought provoking way. He is washing the feet of those around him. He isn't causing harm. Uh, he isn't dictating. Um, yeah. He isn't ordering everybody about. Um, uh, he's uh, the the things that perhaps you know some leaders might well think. Well, I'm well within my rights to uh, to do this and to do that. Um, but that isn't the approach um, that he uh, that he takes here. Which is actually incredibly powerful as an act of leadership in in the effect that it that it has on on his disciples. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so so different from from what we uh, from some of those examples that we we, we thought yeah. of before. Um, the idea of self coming first and um, uh, and thinking about um, Kanye or Trump, sort of you yeah. know, clothing themselves in in in, in gold in, in some sort of sense, either yeah. building a gigantic uh, 
tower, a golden tower with your name on top of it, or uh, and yeah. wearing expensive clothing, all these sorts of things that are, are trying to demonstrate your, your power and your position, uh, your authority, your place, your status. Um, and uh, yeah. instead here we see uh, uh, Jesus, um, the, the, the Lord and the teacher, um, uh, washing the feet of his disciples, demonstrating a very different kind of leadership. Mm. And, and as is often the case, as we kind of run out of time and draw to a close, mm-hmm. we, we come to Jesus and, and land at, at Jesus with uh, you know, the answer to, to overcoming um, pride. So, so may, I mean, maybe just to, uh, to kind of summarise what we've, what we've covered, you know, we've thought about pride as this kind of detached from reality, overestimation, self-pride particularly, uh, of, of our own um, abilities, that that, when we look at it biblically, is a deep-rooted problem that uh, that rears its head right at the beginning with the um, with the account of Adam and Eve um, and that the sort of teaching of Jesus addresses the issue through stories like uh, like the prodigal son powerful stories where you really put yourself into the position of the characters and, and think deeply about your own position and how how God through Jesus is reaching out and and, and maybe we can just close with with a few verses from um, from Philippians chapter 2 mm-hmm. um, which sort of brings a few of these things together um, Philippians 2 and verses uh, four to six or something like that so which says this let each of you look not only to his own interests but also to the interests of others have this mind among yourselves which is yours in Christ Jesus who though he was in the form of God did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped but made himself nothing taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men being found in human form he humbled himself to become obedient to the point of death even death on the cross um and then it goes on to talk about his his exaltation so you know unlike adam and eve as we saw who who wanted to um, become god themselves they wanted to be like god um here's jesus uh, and and he's the opposite of that not wanting to grasp uh, at equality with with god and so becomes this this template of how to how to overcome pride absolutely so. yes yeah i think the 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 the, the leadership that jesus demonstrates points us to to doing things differently points us to the, the fact that this endless focus on ourselves or on self is unhealthy and causes this mismatch this imbalance um and and so therefore uh, you know keeping these things in mind if we are are challenged when we find ourselves in a position of, of decision making or authority or power yeah. uh, to not bring p- pride into uh into uh, into what we do there and things like the parables the parable of the uh, the prodigal son for example mm-hmm. is a helpful and a powerful way to uh, to focus to reframe our thoughts um and to uh, to consider um his uh, his great teaching and his great example can i think help us when we find ourselves in these in these types of situations okay well thank you very much josh for uh, for, for leading us through that i think that's uh, we covered a fair bit and uh, and i hope it's been useful and interesting and so until next time goodbye and god bless Goodbye. You've been listening to the Bible Feed podcast. Thanks for joining us. We're always keen to hear what you think, hear your questions or subjects you'd like us to discuss. Get in touch with us on our Facebook page or send a message from our webpage at biblefeed.org and be part of the journey.